Hello one and all, welcome to the Best Scott B episode 40. My name is Luke Hatfield, I'm joined by our Warsaw, our Warsaw Wonder. Mr. Oh, nice. Mr. Joe Massey. Bit of alliteration there, that's lovely. Yeah, you've always got to have a bit of alliteration. It's better than Nathan Judah can manage, isn't it? He comes out of all sorts at the start of every podcast, but very nice, thank you. Oh, I'm glad you liked my little description. Um, it's much better than what you liked earlier on, Joe. I came, and introdu- I came and had a chat with you this morning to ask you if you wanted to do the podcast. First thing, uh, I, I, was, I was greeted by Joe Massey criticising my selection of food this morning. Oh, was that, that was because you were eating that strange... Strange. Yeah, I don't even know what it was. What was it? Was it? A, it was a Grey's protein bite. A Grey's protein bite. As in yeah. Grey's like the snacks company. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, you can go to any other snack company. Yeah. But, um, yeah I like Grey's snacks. I like those like those barbecue things. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. They're like nuts, better. but they're not nuts. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's like one of them, but it's like a breakfast bar, but it's good for you. And it tastes like chocolate. Does it actually taste like chocolate, though? Oh, 100%. If I had another one left, I'd give it to you. Um, oh, would you? Thank you. Yeah. That's very kind. I feel like I've got to spread the word. It's a nice, nice little healthy breakfast snack, that. I like those barbecue nut-type things. Yeah. Greys. And I once walked into a shop with them, to which the shop assistant started to freak out because he was allergic to nuts. Oh, really? He was like, I need you to get out of my shop. I need you to get out of my shop. I can't <laughs> be anywhere near nuts. And I was like, hang on, mate. Like, calm down. Um... And then I looked on the packaging, and they're not nuts. Oh, you should have said that to him? I did, I did in the end. After I left and read the packaging and walked back in and was like, calm down, mate, they're not nuts. And he said, I'd still rather you left. Uh, <laughs> maybe you just didn't like him, mate. It's funny, it's funny that you mentioned that. A friend of mine had, um, a friend's friend at uni, uh, he had a um, really bad nut allergy. So, like, he, he has to carry an EpiPen around with him all the time, right? Yeah. Uh, and you know how he found out he needed to carry around all the, night, all the time? Go on. He was on a night out. Got lucky, right? Pulled a bird. <laughs> yeah. And um, she'd just, funnily enough, she'd eaten something with nuts. And he was on a night out, didn't realise how strong his um, reaction would be. Ended up kissing. He gets an allergic reaction from the kiss, even though she ate the nuts like two hours before. Really? Yeah, really bad. I take it he didn't see her again. I don't know if he did, because it was a friend's friend. He's not someone I know personally. Oh, right, okay. Uh, I don't actually chase up on whether the relationship continued, but... Now he has to carry an EpiPen around of whoever. Yeah. Can't risk it. It's so some allergies are so strong. We had a lad who used to work here. He had, he's got an egg allergy. I think it was egg. And he had to every time he went into Subway, he had to ask them to wipe the knife. Oh like, when no! You know, when they cut it from like a foot long to a six inch, yeah, he had to yeah. ask him to wipe that knife just in case there was any traces of egg on it. Oh, dear. pretty severe. But he had an EpiPen. Yeah, I've, you know, I'm very fortunate. I'm not actually known allergies I've got none at the moment not even hay fever no no I don't even have hay fever oh, I'm quite, I'm quite lucky yeah my well, girlfriend has hay fever she really struggles yeah I struggle with that yeah but anyway criticising my work snack it was good I saw you with a full packet of Oreos yesterday where they gone oh I've devoured them I love Oreos I did give a couple to Joe Edwards <laughs> only Joe a couple Edwards, yeah not oh. Joe Edwards but yeah Warsaw Joe Edwards. No, our Joe Edwards. Our Joe Edwards. Our Joe Edwards. Okay. Anyway, let's talk some Saddlers, shall we, Joe? Is that banter over? Banter is over. Banter It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be, a, I feel like it's going to be a happy chat today, though. Oh, it's going to be a great chat. A lot of our Saddlers chats of late have been, a, they've not been dreary, but it's hard to perk yourself up for a podcast when you've just been losing. Yeah. But we haven't been losing. Well, we've... We have been losing, but we've now won a game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so we've all, lost five on our six now. But yeah, we have. We are now. We have won an epic game as well, mate. We are banging form now. Banging <laughs> form. 
<laughs> but first things first, let's actually talk in chronological order because uh, we got to talk about a three 0 defeat to Coventry City first. I'm right that. And, and of course, bloody uh, Amadou Bakayoko and Jordan Hulu score as well. Yeah, um, not not a great day that to be fair. Uh, what a real shame was there were so many fans there. So many Warsaw fans made the effort. They were amazing, um, singing throughout. It was a really really good atmosphere. Um, I really like going to Rico. I really like it as a ground. I know there's so many issues there. Yeah. Um, it was funny at the end because um, loads of fans stayed in. They're protesting for the Coventry thing. Stewards couldn't get them out. But in terms of on the field, um, it was not great. 3 0 loss. Very, very comfortable for Coventry. Yeah. Um, Bright Ina Bakari, I thought, was absolutely outstanding. Um, look, we'll go for it. Look, Amadou Bakayoka, I mean, wow, he had a stick in his time at Walsall. <laughs> I mean, he really did. Um, Look, he fa- it, I really like the lad as a person. He's, he was a lovely lad. Um, he failed to deliver on his potential. There's no doubt about that. He failed to deliver on his potential at Walsall. Yeah. Personally, personally, there were times I thought he didn't try hard enough. Um, that I think that's where a lot of his stick comes from. Shots fired from Joe Um Shots fired. But if I was Amadou Bakayoko and I scored on Saturday, I would have run and put the finger over my lips as well. I've got no problem with that. Like, at the end of the day, fans give you stick. He's got every right to give a bit back. Yeah. Had to be him. Jordi Hawula, the second goal, he's fouled, he's fouled Jack Fitzwater. It's as simple as that. It's only a coming together. He's clipped his heels, but yeah. Jack Fitzwater's been fouled. Jordi Hawula, who also tried to re-sign in the summer, is my understanding. That's a bit of podcast information. I don't know if I've put that out in a story, cause, but it's my understanding that they tried to get him back in the summer. Um, Massey bomb? Massey bomb, yeah. Massey bomb. A bit of news. So not only did Bakayoko score, but then... Jordi Hiwula, former Saddler, who could have been back at a Banksy Stadium this summer, he scored as well, through a foul, has to be said. Um, and then Brighton Bakari with a penalty. Um, who, but, I mean, it could have been more. Liam Roberts made one outstanding save. Um, mm. Brighton Bakari's missed an absolute sitter. Um, and it was very, very interesting after the game. Um, we didn't speak to Dean Keats for about half an hour, maybe oh, longer. Oh, fly on the wall. Um, and the players who didn't play didn't come out to do their warm down. I don't know if people know, people will know this, but at the end of every game, if you don't, the subs who come on late yeah. and the players who, who were subs but didn't play at all, they tend to run up and down the pitch, they do sort of a little five, ten minute workout. They were in the changing room so long after the game that when the players did emerge who had been subbed, like Luke Leahy, for example, he was one of them, they weren't allowed back onto the pitch. Um, so... Yeah, there was no doubt there was some strong words said um, after that, and rightly so, because yeah. to be honest, if it was four or five, um, Walsall couldn't have had any complaints. Coventry were by far and away the better side. Yeah, it's not good, that is it. Um, but move on for the doom and gloom. Let's move on from it. All right, let's move that's on. that's in the past now, it doesn't Let, matter. Let's move on, but as always, I'm going to ask you for a score out of 10 from that performance. Oh, dearie me. Um... <laughs> Three? Three. Yeah. Oh dear. All right, let's let's talk happy. Let's let's have some happy chat because Yeah, let's forget the, that now. The big result, the the one we're really here to talk about is Walsall three, Bradford City two. And I tell you what, Joe, what a game of football. What a game of football. The best game of football I've ever been at. I can't tell you how I felt after that game. I've been buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. Even driving around on like Monday and Tuesday. I'm still thinking about like Sunday was just a blur because I was just <laughs> buzzing from that game. I cannot tell you how good it was. Um, 
People will have seen me tweet it. People, I wrote it from a comment piece, my analysis on Monday. Sat next to Brian Beard from Sky. Sometimes things just fall into place for you when you're a reporter. Yeah, and this yeah, was yeah. one of those moments for me. It was so fortunate. He, he's not there very often, Brian Beard, but he's been been in a game covering football for a very, very long time. Um, he does the he does the bit for Sky. So you know when you're watching uh, Soccer Saturday and they go around the grounds. Yeah. The Walsall game tends to not be with a reporter you can see. It tends to be they just put the score up on the screen. You know what I mean, don't you? Yeah, just the audio. Just the audio. And you hear him then saying, there's been a goal at the Banks' stadium, blah, blah, blah. Um, so he doesn't always do it. A guy called Mick Tranter often does it as well at Walsall. But he just stood up at full time. He took his headphones off and he literally stood there, took a deep breath and said, it's so nice to mm. see heart and desire and character like that still exists in the modern game. And I just looked at him and I said, do you mind if I quote you on that? Yeah. Um, and he said, he said, oh, no, absolutely, that's fine. Um, and then he said, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll add a bit of weight to that. And he got his little notebook and he went to the back page and he said, this was my 1,234th game covered. He actually has made a tally. That's amazing. It's amazing, isn't it? Well, you put it into perspective. Um, Chris Marsh was a pro for 18 years and he played 550 games. And he's covered 1,200. So this is, we're talking a 30-year spell here watching football. And he said he had never seen a game like it. And that, in well, over one thousand... I've never seen a game like it. Um, absolutely, as agonising as it, as it was, and it was agonising. I could, I could almost sense the... the uh the pain you were feeling through your Twitter feed. But I loved every second of it. Absolutely loved every second of it. Every block, every tackle, every time Josh Gordon ran back 30 yards to make a sliding tackle. Just the sheer backs to the wall stuff. The sheer character. Like someone, like, I always say, I just said it a lot at the start of the season. They defended like lions. Um, and they were, it was heroic. Um, and like, I've just never seen anything like You've got to put it into perspective. Like, after six minutes, Andy Cook is sent off. He, he is the main man. Yeah. <laughs> he scored 16 goals this season. I was thinking at the time, I was thinking, we were there a couple of years ago when um, Joe Edwards got sent off after 20 minutes against Bolton. Bolton side, of course, went, out, went on to win promotion. Yeah. And also went on to win that game 1-0. Jason McCarthy scored. But you do it, you basically have to keep a clean sheet. When you go down to 10 men, your only hope, really, is to keep a clean sheet, yeah. get a nil-nil, nick a one-nil. And that's what Walsall did that day. They nicked a one-nil. Yeah. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Um, but when Bradford scored on 12 minutes, you think, well, that's, that's it. I was worried. I was really, really worried. I, I, I saw the goal go in and I was, um, I was actually covering a West Brom game that day. And I saw it go in and I sat at the Hawthorns and my... My heart dropped. I was like, oh no. We're in trouble. They're down, they're down to 10. They've already conceded. I was worried. Um, and with the players they've got, like Jack Payne, he's such a wonderful little footballer. Um, yeah, I was really, really worried. But like the thing, everything they came back from, they came back from the man down. They came back from being a goal down. Yeah. They then got themselves ahead at 2-1, which was amazing. I mean, Joe Edwards got massively underrated as well. His header's a real smart header. He tucks it away, don't he? Yeah, and like there's no pace on that ball, so he really has to. It, all the pace just comes off the crossbar when that, it absorbs that pace. Um, so he, it's a real, real smart header to get it past Richlow Donnell in the corner. Neck muscles. Neck muscles, yeah. Neck, and then, then they're pegged back to two-two, and you just think, 
there's only going to be one winner here, yeah. really. And then they go on and get a third, and then they go on and fend from the lives. John Guthrie, absolutely magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. Um, it's 90 minutes, genuinely, I'll never forget. I wish it could be like that every week. It was phenomenal. Is it the best game you've ever covered? Yeah, by the best game I've ever been at. Best game I've ever been at in my life, live. Never been to a better game than that. Really? Yeah. In my you, 33, you... almost 33 years as a person. <laughs> I've never been to a better game. In my opinion, I haven't. I loved every second of it. I thought it was incredible. Glad you enjoyed it. It's, it's games it... like that, you feel like, I'm, I'm getting paid to cover this, and it, it, yeah. it doesn't feel like work, does it? Um, I mean, it's such a big result in so many ways. Was it bigger for you that it was against Bradford, given your history? Oh, my history, that I hate them. Yeah. I no, no. <laughs> Were you giving it to the fans? No, I, I can just imagine you throwing some uh, some questionable hand signals toward toward the away following. Um, it was bigger because it was Bradford and they're down there, and if Walsall had lost, um, it was a very definition of a relegation six-pointer. Like, if Walsall had lost, they'd be in the relegation zone. They're four points above it now, but it's that six-point swing. But I've got to admit, I would absolutely love it if we didn't have to go to Valley Parade next season. Four-star in League One, and you doubt to Valley Parade, that would make my day. I'd love to not go there. I hate the place. Oh, I tell you what, it didn't work out well for Bradford afterwards either, did it? It's caused a whole load of problems. What, with Hopkins resigning? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was a bit surprised by that, but it's a... Wolfsaw had lost the last five, and you can't beat them with ten men. It's not good for them. Um, yeah, no. I mean, looking at the game and seeing that there was a red card so early on, Firstly, what's your what's your view on the red card? Is it a red card for you? Um, well, we've had the news today. Oh, we're putting it out tomorrow. Um, that well, it's been it's in the public domain today that they appealed and it's been rejected. So, I've spoken to Keats. These quotes are essentially going out tomorrow. I was holding it for tomorrow, but we're on we're in the moment now, aren't we? And another massive bomb. Um, Keats is disappointed. It's not been rescinded. Based on they've watched it back and. It's almost like Nat Knight Percival has headed, Keats has used the term torso, it's almost your armpit, if yeah. you like. Nat Knight Percival's head has collided with Cook's armpit. He's used his arm for leverage, he absolutely has. Yeah. Um, but categorically, his elbow, Cook's elbow, does not make contact with Nat Knight Percival. He doesn't swing it for me. Like He doesn't swing his elbow. I think the red card for an elbow should be you're either leading with your elbow and you're moving at speed, or it's a swing. I thought it was harsh. I've, I think there's a, you could probably argue he was leading with his elbow. But not like, you know where someone's like sprinting, and you know full well you are leading with an elbow, and you're like, it's going to connect. Oh, right, Whereas, so you mean. Because the ball kind of comes from above him, he's kind of jumping straight up. Yeah, he was jumping It's not like up. he's jumping at an angle where you know you're not going to get there, or you're thinking you can get there, but you're not going to. Yeah, I, look, I agree. I, I think... In my head, and I don't even know if this is even possible, they should have reduced it to a one-game ban. I yeah. Think, I think, and that was an option on the table. I asked Keats that this morning. I said, could you have had it reduced? And he said, yeah. Um, but it is it is three games. So he's going to miss Burton. He's going to miss Fleetwood. And he's going to miss Portsmouth, I think it is, out of three games. So huge, huge loss. Um, but there's no doubt, without him on the field... Um, Walsall played better football on Saturday I mean it was back to the wall stuff um, and that's not a criticism of Cook at all it is it'd be much much better for Walsall if Cook was available this weekend but what's happened is they've lost confidence and they've started hitting it long to him yeah. and Keith said today which was really really interesting the, the long ball to Cook is their option D 
It's not A, it's not B, it's not C, it's D. Doesn't seem like that at the moment. Um, but it hasn't felt like that because the players are so short on confidence, they, they're so desperate not to make a mistake um, that they have been hitting it long. With Cook off the field, they had to play more football. There's no point. I mean, Josh Gordon did compete really well in the air, to be fair to him, but he's not that, he is a nippy movement type striker. He's not a target man. Yeah. Um, so Walsall had to play to his strengths more. And what they have to do now is play to those strengths. That's they're the strengths they have to play to and use Cook as well when they need to. It's, it's got to be a balance. And yeah. Andy Cook is so good with the ball at his feet. He doesn't want it in the air all the time. Um, so it's just it's just getting that balance back, which of course is what they had at the start of the season. We're always harping back to the start of the season, but it's getting that balance of playing football for Cook and being able to go long to him when the time is right. Yeah, I agree with you completely there. Um I mean, some of the defending, I mean, I've only watched, because I wasn't at the game, of course, I only watched the highlights and some of the defending, I mean, as you said, backs to the wall, I mean, was it, were Walsall worth the three points purely through the effort they put in? Yeah, 100%. They thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly deserved the three points. No one could say otherwise. Look, Bradford have created some chances, some good chances. Liam Roberts has made some outstanding saves. He's been brilliant the last couple of weeks, Liam Roberts. I'm so pleased for him. Um... But yeah, I mean, look, they came off on Saturday and they could barely like walk off Walsall's players. Yeah. Everything was spent. I mean, that's the way it should be every week. Martin O'Connor said that to me today, actually. Like that, that should be a given. You should never be able to play another 45 minutes or even another 90 minutes after the game. You should leave everything out there. Um, but they absolutely, in my opinion, they thoroughly deserved it. Bradford are going to think they've been unlucky. Of course they are. Um, but for me, yeah, Walsall should be taken deserve those three points absolutely yeah I've kind of sided with you there I think so too I think they deserved it um, give me a score out of 10 then for that performance I've got a feeling it's, it's I've got a, I've got a, an inkling of what you're going to give me shall I go for my hat trick of 10s shall you so obviously I gave Josh Gordon and John Guthrie 10s in my player ratings of course which is the first time I've ever given it to an outfield player double 10s double 10s even though I get loads of stick for that at work like other other like people at work don't like tens, do they? I don't like. I don't like perfection, mate. Sub editors and editors, I don't like you giving out tens. They give you a lot. I still now I get a lot of stick for giving Liam Roberts a ten um, against Oxford. But I get, uh, mate, for that for ten out of ten, mate, for that game, like eleven out of ten. It 11. was it was worth every penny. I'd love to see you issue eleven out of ten in player ratings. Yeah. See what see what some of the sub editors say. No, it sounds a superb game, and hopefully it can um, it can spark Warsaw on. You hope that this this relegation tussle can quickly turn into one where, which they're not a part of well, it's got to hasn't it it's got, that's what it's got to do there's no point in there's no point in beat, like, look last game we won was against Gillingham it was followed by five straight defeats was it yeah. there's absolutely no point in doing that again because the Walsall will go down so I think it just there was so much to it I mean it, there was so much to it on Saturday they've, they've almost found themselves again they've started playing football again they've got the belief from a win it was that back to the wall stuff. It was that what we saw at the start of the season. It was just a little reminder of what they're capable of, and I think it will boost confidence. And they've got every. There's no reason why they can't go into the game at the weekend and really feel good about themselves, and really feel like we can go to Burton and get a result. And not only that, long term, we are going to be okay. We play like that, we are going to be okay. Just fine. Um, let's talk a little bit about Stefan Gamble, Joe, because a rare opportunity to interview him for you um yeah yeah it's the first time i've had a proper one-on-one just me and stefan um 
Is there a candle in the middle? A couple, couple of nice meals. It was lovely. It was lovely. Yeah, it was very, very nice. It was really, really enjoyable. He spoke very well. Um, the, the truth is, I asked him pretty much every, a lot. Of, I asked him everything pretty much I could think of. I consulted with a few fans as well um, that see what they wanted me to ask. All that came out. The truth. The interview was almost too good. Um, the plan was to have a story out today, which we've got. Stefan Gamble saying that it would be a disaster if Walsall were relegated, which I think is an important story. It shows you the yeah. mindset of, of the directors at Walsall. They are absolutely adamant. They do not want to be in League Two next season. Um, and we've got a story tomorrow with Stefan talking about Jeff Bonser, the ownership issue, um, maintenance at the stadium, the Saddlers Club, which is now empty on the land um, next to the Banks of Stadium. Oh, and One Joe Massey has a phone, a oh, phone call. All right. um, and, uh, yeah, so all that's going out tomorrow. I wanted it to be a massive sort of page of gamble on everything. Yeah. However, there's just so much. So it's going to go over other weeks. Other, um, we've got him on talking about the Reserve League. We've got him talking about length of players' contracts. We've got him talking about a host of um, other issues affecting the club, even like social media. Um, so there's so much there. Um, so, but yeah, it's all going to be coming out over time. Tomorrow's an interesting one, um, the, gam- the the Bonser stuff. Um, but yeah, just give us a bit of time on that gamble stuff. It will be out. It will all be out there eventually, but not yeah. all tomorrow, unfortunately. Unfortunately, not. But more than enough reason to buy the Express and Star and visit the Express and Star website. Yeah, a lot of people are unhappy that it's seventy p now. Seventy p. Tell you what, seventy p. It's an absolute bargain. Yeah, I mean, considering the stuff. I mean, not to toot our own horn. But for 70 pence, I think my stories are worth 70p. I'll tell you what, half the people online wouldn't say that, would they? No, they wouldn't. And then get them for Imagine... free by going online, can't they? Well, that's it. That's it, you can. But there's a, there's a certain niche to the paper which you can't, you can't uh, emulate online, I don't think. It's nice having a paper in your hand, isn't it? I think just sitting there, cup of tea, paper, reading about Walsall, 70 pence. 70 pence is nothing nowadays. 70 pence is nothing. That's a can of pop. Yeah. 70 p is well worth it. Well oh, worth well, I it. think it's worth it. I mean, I don't set the prices, but it's well worth it. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about Gamble's story that's run out today, uh, or for those of you listening Wolf, uh, Wednesday um, when we're recording. Um, it says it's a disaster if Walsall go down, and he's not wrong, is he? No, it's. Um, I think it's really important. Um, these use, I mean, I've got to be honest, I asked him... Would it be a disaster if Walsall went down? And then he repeated it back to me. It would be a disaster. Yeah. Um, so, but he used the word disaster. Um, uh, and I, I just think it's really important that he used that word and that you can see that that's how the directors of Walsall view relegation. They, 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 they absolutely do not want to go down. And the reasons why they don't want to go down are because... There is absolutely no guarantee they will come back. Yeah. Um, Gamble said it himself. League Two is a very, very tough division. You look at the teams that have gone down. Teams recently, like they're struggling in mid-table. They're not. I mean, Northampton. I mean, you think there was that goal against George Dobson's goal against them last season. Yeah. Both teams went into that game with an outside chance. Well, with a chance of survival still. Now they're languishing in the wrong end of League Two. Um, the aim for as Stefan Gamble said, it's championship football at Walsall. Falling into League Two would be, as he said, a disaster. It's making their aims very, very, very unrealistic. So 
Yeah, that, yeah, it would be a disaster. He, he, he stressed it, it's a disaster on the football front. And at the end of the day, Walsall is a football club. Um, yeah. And on, in terms of football, it would be a disaster. Um, financially, they would be okay. They could cope. Um, there wouldn't be many redundancies, if any. Um, but, yeah, you, the whole club is geared at being in League One. And that is where they want to be, worst case scenario, League yeah. One. How achievable do you think it is, Championship? Um, so this is the big question, and people have tweeted me today saying that how the question is, how realistic is it getting to the Championship based on the budget they've got, which is exactly what I asked Stefan yeah. yesterday. Um, he essentially said it's all about planning, it's all about longevity. The chances of Walsall next season, it's, let's say Walsall survive this season and finish 19th. Yeah. It's highly unlikely that next season they'll go and finish second. Um, he said it's all about long-term planning. It is essentially the Dean Smith model. Um, it's building that team over time, developing players. Um, and he believes it's very achievable, but it's only achievable with patience. Um, and there'll be a lot more about that in the Express and Star probably next week. But I think everyone kind of understands that. Um, Gamble said at the same time, you've got to be competitive every year. Yeah. Um, but it's just sometimes the process can be a little bit frustrating. But the truth is, well, the reality is that if Walsall are going to win promotion, it is doable because the league's rubbish, as I say every week. Yeah. Um, but um, it probably is going to take two or three seasons of long-term planning. Well, fingers crossed they can do it. Shall we get on to some questions? Yeah. I feel like I'm talking a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of information tonight, yeah, I think. Yeah. A lot of information. Yeah. But I'll, I'll do a bit of talking you do because bit of I've, talking. Got, I've got some questions coming up now. So I'll be asking you questions and then it'll probably go back to you talking a lot. But this is what the, this is what the listeners want, Joe. They want Warsaw information and they, they want it from you. Mm. They don't want it from me. I don't have the, the information for them, to be honest. You've got very little information. I'll have you know I'm covering a couple more Warsaw games. Although the bet which we, um, we agreed to earlier on uh, this season, I don't think I'm going to... Don't think I'm going to make ten games, Joe. I don't think you're going to. Or let's be honest. Factually, You've been to I can, one, haven't you? Mathematically, I can still do it. Yeah, if you come to ten, nine of the remaining twelve. Yeah. So I think the deal was, if you came to ten, I'd get you a Walsall shirt. Third shirt. With Hatfield on the back, number one. Number one. Yeah. No, not number one. Not number one. Because you'd have to be a goalkeeper top. You ever seen an outfield oh, top with number what, one? What number do you wear? Basketball. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah. <laughs> 22. Two little ducks. 22. Like a, a one off of Michael Jordan. No, no, no. So you want to know the reason why I picked 22? Yeah, go So on. initially I wanted 17. 17 is the day I was born in, in February. <laughs> oh, yeah. just missed your birthday. Yeah, I just missed my birthday, mate. Oh, yeah, happy yeah, birthday. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, anyway, I wanted that. But at the time, the referees, they do a hand signal whenever there's a foul. So say I was to foul someone, they would say, oh, foul on the arm, number... Seven, but you can't. They couldn't do seventeen at the time, so it was college rules. So you couldn't have anything after fifteen to nineteen. So how do you do fifteen? Five, bang, bang, so bang. So it'd be it would be five and then ten. So the, ten is a, a clenched. A fist. closed fist is ten, and then oh number, right, that's how you get there. Yeah. But they've changed it now, so you could you could have seventeen now. But anyway, so I picked twenty-two because that's the most points I've ever scored in a game. Oh nice. It's not anymore, but all right. How many have you got now? 56, I scored in one 56. game. 56? 56, yeah. It's 56 in one game. Um, 
But anyway, let's get on to Warsaw questions. How do we? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> let's talk about the bet. So, yeah, I'd have 22 on the bet. But the bet was, if I went to 10 Warsaw games in the flesh mm. this season, I would be bought a Warsaw third kit, the grey one, which yeah. I really like. With my name and number on the back from you. Yeah. But what was what was the bet if I didn't? You'd buy me ten coffees. Ten coffees. That's ten games, ten coffees. So you you only have to get me nine coffees now. Well, but I'm coming to I'm definitely coming to two more. Right. So you got well then yeah we got seven coffees. You down you'd be down to seven coffees. Right? I hope you like cheap coffees, mate. I like I like McDonald's coffee and that's really cheap. All right. Okay. I've got to start telling it to some more sort of games. I love it on well yeah. Every podcast that I host, I will buy you one. Yeah. Up to the number allowed. Lovely. Yeah, there we okay. go. But I might I might make ten yet. You never know. You well, never know. We do know. Well, we don't. We do. What are you on about? This could be a massive story, Walsall. I could be there every week. Oh, true. Let's hope it's not a massive story. Cause that, Let's hope not. Yeah. Let's hope they 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 crawl into mid-table obscurity, yeah, shall we? Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, questions, questions, because we have, we have digressed. Um First one, Richard Wilford. On the evidence of what you saw this morning, how many pairs did the squad get through on an average day? A lot of pairs. <laughs> where does, where does this question come from? Um, so we went to the press this morning at Essington and um, basically the players come in every morning and they, um, and they get normally, they, they're obsessed with like, they're not chocolate covered like raisins, they're like yogurt raisins. Oh yeah, I, mean? I know the ones. Yeah. So I've got a fridge at Essington. <laughs> What this story? Um, and the players are obsessed with these like yogurty covered raisins, and they tend to come in all of them every morning and get a handful of these yogurty covered raisins and a bit of fruit. And today there was no bananas, which made Joe Edwards annoyed. He came in for a banana, and he didn't. He wasn't happy. But with the lack of bananas, quite a lot of pears were taken. Oh, I don't like a pear, you know. I know. I'm, not... I'm, I, I'm, I'm with Joe Edwards on this one. I like a good banana. You definitely want a banana. He went for an apple, I think. I, that's what I'd go for. I go banana is the god, the god tier of fruit. Then a Granny Smith apple, and after that, they're all kind of bang average. Oh, grapes are up there. Grapes though. are up there. Yeah, grapes, grapes are god level. Grapes, yeah. So grapes and bananas. What about a satsuma? I like a satsuma. Satsumas are good, yeah. but they're not as good as grapes or bananas. Uh, they're from, they're on a pier on a on a pier on, on par. I go grapes satsuma. They'd be my first two. Okay, green grapes. Yeah. Green grapes are better. Seedless. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's like strawberries and stuff way down the I'm line. I'm not bothered about that. I don't like a strawberry. No, I mean neither. You know what is good? Kiwi. Yeah, I don't I don't very rarely come across kiwi. Yeah, they're good though. Yeah. Mango's okay. Don't, yeah. I'm not a fan of a pineapple, especially not on pizza. No. Uh, so yeah, that was an interesting question. <laughs> uh, Robert Dern asks, will Andy Cook's suspension mean teams won't know how we will line up? Do you think it gives us an advantage or disadvantage over the next three games? Uh, yeah, well, will it not? Oh, look, I think we all probably know Josh Gordon's going to start up front of the weekend. Like, I think he deserves that chance now Yeah. Um, after those two goals. It means that Wolves aren't going to be able to play as direct, so obviously opposition teams know that. I don't think it's an advantage um, because I think everyone would agree if he's too good a player, he's too good a player, and if we had one chance in the game, you'd want it to fall to Andy Cook. Um, and he he's like a, a little battering ram. He's just he gives you everything. Um, oh, he just brings so much to the team as well alongside his goals. So I think. I think it's 
if it was a different stage of the season, I'd be quite excited by the experiment to see how they're going to get on without him. Yeah, you just uh, don't want this experiment but, coming when you really now, need to win. Yeah, not when we really need the results. So I think it will keep opposition managers guessing. I think Keats is keeping them guessing at the minute. Um, the 4-2-3-1 was a bit of a surprise at the weekend. Well, we only saw it for five minutes because Cook was sent off in the sixth. But yeah. he, Keats told me today it's something he's been working on for a while. So... Yeah, I think Keats is looking at, looking at a few more systems. Martin O'Connor's having a big say in that as well. I don't think Burton will know how we're going to line up at the weekend, but I, yeah, we'd definitely rather have Cook than not have him. Yeah, Nick Pritchard asks uh, a couple questions actually, but the first one is, what changes have you noticed at the training ground around the cl- and around the club since Martin O'Connor returned? That's a great question um, and one I'm very happy to answer. So in terms of... Changes, look, I don't get to watch training or anything, so I don't know about changes to training. Yeah. What I would say is, I cannot tell you the difference O'Connor's made in terms of his personality. It's massive at Essington. Um, he is so loud um, and so positive and so upbeat and so friendly and so... I don't know how else to describe He's just... He's just a big character. And... You, you can't not buzz off him, really. You, you feed off his energy. And it's just little things. Like he, He's just so loud. So like, It's one of them guys you can hear regardless of where, the, where you are in the building. Yeah. So he would walk in. Like, for example, today we were stood there talking to Martin O'Connor. Literally like three men stood there as you would close as you stand to a person when you're talking to them. Yeah. Zelly Ismail walks in. Martin O'Connor just turns around and at the top of his voice goes, Zelly! Um, it's just little things like that and he's doing it to everyone Josh Gordon comes in he was wearing like some shorts or a bit maybe too short short shorts I mean it is February I know the weather's nice but and Martin O'Connor's like look at him he scored two goals he thinks he's the big dog now and this that and it's just it's very very loud he's very very loud he's very very upbeat and I tell you what you can like you just cannot not like he just he lifts the mood he really really lifts the mood um, um, not that it, it needed lifting because it's always been a happy happy training ground but it, I don't know I can't explain it he just, he just he's bubbly he's infectious he's very 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 big on praising the players when they do things well he's very very big on um, footballers should do their jobs and what he means by that is he sees last week as par for the course yeah everyone's banging on about the effort and the application and the desire and bodies on the line, how brilliant it was. That's everything I'm saying. He is very much, well, that's what you should do. Yeah. You are footballers. You are paid to get results. The very, very least you should do is give 100%. Um, and he's really, really sort of hammering that message across, I think. So great acquisition. Really pleased Keats has been able to bring him in. I think the, the, the three of them there, Keats, Davis and... Um, O'Connor are a fantastic trio. Um, really, really hope he stays next season because um, it's an initial deal to the end of the season. But fingers crossed, Wolves will stay up. O'Connor's there long term and we can really build forward under Keats because I think that's what everyone wants. Yeah. Um, Nick Pritchard asks again, do you think it's appropriate for Dean Keats to constantly be arguing with officials during the game? Is it the right example to set for the players? Does it distract away from coaching the players whilst on the field? He's... Um, I always feel managers are complaining to referees though yeah Keats does it a lot but then I don't feel like he does it significantly more than other managers yeah um, 
And also, they are rubbish. Like, the decisions that are going against... I've spoken about this before, but... The truth is I don't get to watch an awful lot of Championship or Premier League football now. I'm sort of a, a, a bit obsessed with League One. Yeah. Um, but when I do watch it, and when I have been at games, particularly live games recently, um, that st- it's a, the standard of officiating is so much better in the Premier League and in the Championship. Oh, so the Premier League is so much better than Championship. And mm. if you're saying the Championship referee is so much better than League One, I dread to see... I mean, I, I've witnessed League One games, I've been to League One games... But not not as many to comment on the refereeing. But if they're that if they're worse than the championship, they're worse then it's going to be really bad. Um, and I think, I mean, look, there's one or two the last couple of weeks who, quite simply, <laughs> referees and fourth officials, they, they don't look fit enough, anywhere near fit enough to be doing the job they're doing. I mean, look, the size is is deceptive, isn't it? Like, I mean, you can be big and fit, but they just don't look fit enough. They're making strange decisions. I can really, really, really understand Keats's frustration. Like, some, there's been so many times when it feels like everyone in the ground can see it and the ref can't. Um, so I had the story this week. Dean Keats has had apologies from the refer- from referees because of the decisions that have gone against his team. Blackpool away. Um, I mean, Howley didn't have two more penalties in that game. It was one of them, really. You're never going to get three penalties in a game. Yeah. But they definitely, definitely should have had two. Um so he got not he got didn't get an apology for that. They got told that they could feel very hard done to, which is exactly the same thing, really. Yeah. Apology for the Jack Fitzwater incident at Coventry. Um, so I can look. Keys does criticise refs, but I can understand his frustration. And in the moment, I mean, look, look, look at where they are on the table and how big these points are. And then you, you he stood he stood there and. I mean, it's his job at the end. It's of his the job day. at the end of the day, and he's you got to think that he's planned all week. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it on Saturday when. Like he's got, he's, he's thought of a new system. He's tweaked things. He's surprised the opposition. He's put Zelly in the ten role and Josh Gordon on the right initially. They've gone into the game with a real plan. They've worked on it all week. He's made training different. He's kept the place upbeat. Six minutes in, Cook's gone, um, and everything's all, in disarray. Everything's gone out the window. And everything he's done all week has gone out the window. So I think when the referee has that power, um, I think you can completely understand why Keats loses his call sometimes. Um, and I V-A-R. think fair enough. VAR. VAR, yeah. VAR in League One. Bring it on. Yeah, that wouldn't be We'll be, be there all day because. Oh, so there'd be many so many. Wrong. Yeah, it'd be good. There'd be so many VAR. We'd be leaving for. the ground like 6 30, but yeah. Brilliant for deadlines. Not in a night game. Certainly not. Um, right, let's play hot or not. Joe, you, all, you know all about hot or not. I pick three. Uh, supposedly hot subjects and three not subjects which are bad uh, regarding Walsall first hot Josh Gordon finally coming good Flash Gordon yeah yeah ah what a legend Um, yeah so pleased for him Um, massive two goals really interesting quotes from Keats after the game saying he's never doubted him Keats very keen to stress they signed him from Leicester but he was only there for 15 months before that he was at Stafford Rangers, that's right, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he's a non-league player, Keats is what Keats, essentially what Keats is saying. They're developing him, um, and they, they very much see him. With a, he's a one for the long term, he's a project. Um, but delighted for him, he got those two goals. He's had some criticism um, from fans. I've not given him the biggest ratings in the paper. Um, not until last week. But until last week, when he went and got a 10 out of 10. So yeah, really, really pleased for him. I, I, think, it will, I think his confidence will soar from that. I mm. really, really do. 
Um, Striker is a confidence player. Um, yeah, yeah, kind of. I think all, all strikers are really, but I feel a bit sorry for him because he does work so hard. He always does work really, really hard. Puts puts the legwork in, which it yeah. doesn't. I mean, <clears throat> when you're a player in his position, it doesn't always benefit you to do that, does it? In terms of what you can then provide in terms of goals and assists. Well, Keith has talked about that a lot, actually. Like making telling him he needs to get in the right areas because I think a lot of the time. He's very eager to help his team, yeah. but it's probably to his detriment rather than, than anyone's. But yeah, I'm sure he, he, look, he did he did look more confident today when he walked in. That's why Martin O'Connor was having a little like little yeah. dig at him and a uh, lot well, dig at him, but just sort of winding him up a little bit. But I'm sure it has boosted him, and fingers crossed it'll lead to a little flurry of goals before the end of the season. Let's hope so. Uh, one not. We kind of covered this a little bit already, but Andy Cook getting sent off. Um, it's not helpful. I mean, of all the times to get sent off, you don't want it to be at the start of a crucial run. No, I think the, you could argue the sending off's been coming with Cookie. I think he yeah. was very, very frustrated um, by the lack of service, the lack of chances he's been getting. I mean, he hasn't scored for a while, and that's simply because Wolves haven't been creating for him. And he must be stood up there thinking, I've got 16 goals this season, just yeah. give me a chance, like, and I'll pull it away. Um, so you've seen that frustration on the pitch. Um, he does he does get a bit lippy um, with refs. Um, he treads a fine line. Yeah, um, but it's only because he cares so much. Um, he really is a smashing lad. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, if he's if he's in the not hots now, then fair enough. But I mean, he is the shining light of the season. So. It's more the red the red card, which is the not, as opposed to the player. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, let's say the decision. Yeah. Uh, one one hot, very very hot. John Guthrie. So so pleased for him. Um, I love John Guthrie. I don't mind saying it. I think he's a brilliant defender. I think he gets so much stick. Um, massively undeserved. His form has dipped. I spoke to him today. He admitted his form has dipped. But when John Guthrie, John Guthrie went for a spell when he was Mister Reliable, mm. um, he was very very steady. Seven out of ten every week. Look, last three months, last two three months, he's not been that. His form has dipped. He was pulled out of the team at Coventry. But I'll tell you what, like, if Walsall get him back on form and he gets a bit and he finds his confidence again, which I think he has now, they've got a very, very, very good League One defender there. He is very good. Um, I really, really don't like the criticism he gets. Um, I think he's an excellent player. Um, he's, he's out of contract in the summer and I, he'd be top of my list really to get for re-sign. I really, really want him to stay. Yeah, fingers crossed that can get all sorted. One not. Um, Bristol Rovers have got a game in hand, Joe. And if we're just looking at the league table now, if 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 Rovers were to win that, then uh, things get awfully tight. Um, things are awfully tight already. Um, but yeah. I tell you what, they could do. Walsall could do with Bristol Rovers losing that game. Yeah, Shrewsbury losing last night was a right kick in the teeth. Or winning. Oh, uh, winning. Sorry. Yeah, I thought they would lose. That's what. I was, yeah, I thought they would lose that. Um, yeah, it's very hairy. It's the way it is sometimes when you're down there. People start pulling out results which you could really do without. Yeah, two wins and two for Shrewsbury. Um, but if Walsall, if we could beat Burton on Saturday, big if. Um, I'll take a draw probably. But, um, I mean, yeah. Look, but you look at that 14th Plymouth, 41 points. Like the, all those, miles away, are All they? those teams are still catchable. It's just about sticking the running results together. But, yeah, it is... Um, it's very, very tight down there. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and it ties in with our with our final knot before we get onto the last hot, which is Walsall's goal difference. The goal difference, it's not help, helping them at the moment because barring 
Rochdale and AFC Wimbledon. It's it's lower than anyone else around yeah, them. Yeah, only a goal lower than Bradford. Um, you worry about Rochdale there. Minus 30. I mean, that is pretty spectacular. Yeah, yeah spectacularly um, bad. That I mean, that's a point, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah. It could play a big part because come, come the final games, you know, you're looking around and if, if Walsall aren't safe but they've got a much better goal difference, you think, well, at least we've got that on our side. But at the moment, they don't. No. Um, no, you're right. Goal difference isn't good. Tell you what, Bristol Rovers isn't bad. Minus six. That's a bit of a worry as well, the fact that, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful those, the bottom three will drop. Um, yeah. I'm, ho- I'm a bit... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, it, if four, as it went, when Oxford have struggled all season, then it's us. Gillingham have put together a little bit of a run recently. I think Shrewsbury will probably have too much. Stanley, it would be a shame if they went down, but they have plummeted a bit. They have picked up recently, I think. But two games in hand. They've got two games in hand, yeah. Um, the bottom line is there's 12 games left. 12 games is the core of the season. Yeah. Um, still a while. Still a while to go, while, so yeah. a lot can happen. Um, but it's a lot more anxious than anyone would want it to be. It certainly is. But the last hot, Joe, um, we discussed it. The Warsaw player ratings from the game against Bradford. Can you guess what your average player rating was? No, that's quite, that's good. No, I'd love to know though. Considering you gave a three, the average player <laughs> rating was seven point five. Was it? Oh, that's that's good. Fair that is. Yeah. yeah. Andy Cook gets a three, and you still get an average player rating of seven point five. Yeah, every, I didn't give anyone lower than an eight. Yeah. Um, only Cookie who got a three, but that's because he didn't touch the ball really and got sent off. I couldn't give him anything else. Like, I wouldn't give him a one. Yeah, that'd, that'd be harsh because he hasn't really. I mean, I suppose he, if the only way you could really get a one is if the, you kick off and then you just whack the referee and get Spears sent off. Spears has given someone a one, I think. Has he really? Yeah, I think. Christ, what did he do? I think it was someone who got sent off early. He gave him a one. Um, but I couldn't give him a four. Okay. It's not like, yeah, you can give him a four. I suppose you only give him a one if it's like a red card for like descent after the first minute, where he's clearly not given a hoot. Yeah. And just, you just, yeah, he, he maybe boots the ball out of bounds and then swears at a referee gets sent off. Three's the lowest rating I've ever given anyone. And last season, I gave Julian and Goy a three. Oof. And in the game, he scored a wonder goal. And I still gave him a three. Scores a, one, <laughs> scores a world, he gets a three. That was a Wimbledon game. Yeah. Oh dear. He deserved that free as well. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired again from Massey. Um, right, we were kind of discussing it just. There is a quarter of the season left. Um, this little segment I've got prepared is, 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 is... The name is exactly what it says on the tin. It's Will Walsall Survive? Uh, and I'm sure Joe Massey loves that. Yes, um, game over. 52 points, you said, normally gets you safe. Yeah. Past two seasons, you needed 51, I think. Pretty sure, judging by my research. 52 last year. Either way, doesn't matter. You need you need low 50s. 52 will keep you up. Anyway. Should do. 12 games left, as you said. 12, 14 points needed to get to 52 point mark. Yeah, that's all right, isn't it? Right. I'm going to run through every fixture. You're going to give me your prediction in terms of points for that fixture. Okay. We'll add it up. Yeah. And we'll see if they make 52, shall we? Yeah. So, Burton away. One point. A draw at Burton. Ash Wilkinson will be thrilled. Yeah. Fleetwood at home. Um, I think 
I think we'll beat them. Three points. <laughs> Pompey at home. That's, I'm putting them down for a defeat there, personally. Defeat, yeah. Defeat. Sunderland away. Defeat. Defeat. Barnsley at home. I mean, that is a tough run of fixtures there. And three games. Pompey, Sunderland and Barnsley. Draw. Draw against Barnsley, okay. Doncaster away. Draw. Draw. Oxford at home. Now, that is a massive game. That could be a huge game. Win, but I'm very conscious I'm putting us on an unbelievable run of results here, really. I mean, they'll, they'll have lost two in six. No, two in seven. I'm judging by this. We have turned the corner. Stanley away. Um, might have to revisit these. We'll go draw for that. <laughs> a point. Southend at home. Draw. Christ. Wickham away. I just want to say draw for every game. I'm dr- draw. draw Draw's relegated. This worries me. Posh at home. I'll win. You beat Peterborough at home. Oh, they're so poor. They're massively overrated. <laughs> so we've got a hell of a run here. We're only losing two more games, which is obviously not going to happen. All right, but the last game, and that could be another huge one, is Shrewsbury away. Yeah, draw that. Draw. Draw written all over it. Do you want to know how much that comes up to? Joe? Yeah, go on. So you've got Burton, get, you got one point at Burton, three at Fleetwood, then you lose to Pompey and Sunderland, you get a point at Barnsley, a point at home to Barnsley, one point at Doncaster, three at Oxford, or against Oxford, I should say, at home, point at Stanley, a point at Southend, a point at Wickham, three points against... Uh, the posh and then one against Shrewsbury which gives you 16 points yeah it's obviously not going to be that good is it I've got a bit carried away two there. defeats I mean that is a that is a shout um, yeah I've got a feeling they could win more games but I've also got a feeling they'll lose more I think you'll see less draws yeah well, basically predicted 70% draws on my I'm not massively the Bothered about the fixtures, you know. Like the, the the run of Portsmouth, Sunderland, Barnsley, probably will. Yeah. I tell you what, you'll be happy to get three points out of them three games. If you if, oh, if, God, if yeah. I offered you three points from those three games, oh yeah, definitely. Take albeit that. just one win, one and two win to, defeats. Yeah, hundred percent. Take that. I mean, the dream would be you get three draws. I think. Yeah. I think you'd rather draw them three games than lose two and win one. But I, d- I think they will. I don't think they'll lose all three. Wolves will play better <laughs> against the big teams. Um, I, I agree with you there. And then a lot of the games, like like Southend, for example, they've got absolutely nothing to play for. Fleet would have got nothing to play for. Burton at the weekend haven't really got a lot to play for. Um, Unless they go on a run, because as you said, there's still a quarter of the season. Though. Yeah, but the, I think the playoffs are pretty much... You think they're set now? Yeah, I think the one team who I would quite fancy to make a real late surge would be Coventry, based yeah. on the players they've got. Um, but anyone... And I, and I think it's probably too late for them. So, yeah... To be honest, those predictions probably aren't very realistic. We'll see. We'll see. If they come in like that, though, Joe... I should have 25p on that, shouldn't I? If I had a pound on that... A quid on that? Yeah. I'd be a millionaire. Run to Paddy Power, yeah? Just yeah. around the corner. <laughs> All right, OK. Let's talk about that Burton game, then. Let's finish with the match preview. Big game. Um, tough tough opponent. 11th plays 19th. I, always th- I thought Burton would do better this season. Um, yeah. Well, I think it's, they're an interesting club. I think they found relegation a bit hard to cope with. I think that was a bit of a... Like, they relegated last year. They're the only um, they're the only relegated club who haven't 
mounted a promotion charge. Yeah. Obviously, Barnsley and Sunderland are right up there. I think there was a hangover from that. I think they struggled being back in League, two, in League One for, for the, initially. To be honest, they're the best team we've seen at the Banks Stadium this season. Like Keats has brought it up multiple weeks, how good Burton were that day. He says they're the only team that really ripped them apart yeah. in terms of their rotation and the way they moved the ball and stuff. And it's true. Um, I remember that game really well. Like Walsall matched them up. They went four, both teams played 4-3-3. Three, three. I think... Um, Lost 3-1. Lost three one, yeah. They looked, they all, they looked a lot more comfortable in the system than we did, and they did, and they did run rings around us. Um, and after that game, I really thought they would push on and maybe make the playoffs, but they obviously haven't. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. They got some good players. They got some very, very good players. Um, but they could, I think, they, they get, you can get at them. You can absolutely get at them. There's no reason why Walsall can't go there and get a result. Um, as you said, like although I, I countered you by saying that they could make a run, they are in that position where you think the players might switch off because they'll look at the table and they'll say, oh, is, you know, is playoff run really going to happen? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter if we not throw a game, but if, if you know when you lose a game, but it doesn't really matter. So like, oh, well. They lost at home last week, Burton, which is a bit of a blow. Um, I think they'll be determined to put that right. They won't want to lose two games in a row. Um, it's going to be a real, real tough game. We've got a lad, Liam Boyce, I think his name is. Um, he's a really good player. Yeah. I like Aitkins, who's played in every position for them. I think he'll probably play up front at the weekend. So, look, they've had a good season, haven't they? But, and they did really well in the Cup. And Nigel Clough's a good manager. It's going to be a real, real tough game. Um, but I just think there's a bit of momentum now, hopefully. The Martin O'Connor effect, the result last week, performance. I like to think Josh Gordon will be really lively on Saturday. Who comes in for Andy Cook? Because you said Josh Gordon, you imagine, will go up front. I'd like him to play the system again. I did this, we did this. Um, I think it was Nathan where I said that was the system I wanted to play. 4-2-3-1, explain my reasons for it. So, I like Zelly. I think it, it was a clever move to put Zelly in the 10. Yeah. Um, Suits it. Well, yeah, and also he's protected. So, he, you've got Joe Edwards and Nicky, Liam Kinsella behind him. So, if... If like they can do, they can do the work rate really. If Sally's like off it, yeah. Um, so it would be who came in on the right um, if Gordon moved up front. So it could be Corey Blackett Taylor, um, although he is very raw. Comes from a great club, though. Um, yeah, your boys. <laughs> I mean, maybe he'll push Sally back to the right and he'll put Dobson in the ten. Um, but this is all assuming he plays that formation. So um, yeah, it's very very hard to know. It's a tough one, isn't it? Do you reckon the, the Bradford res, result... Because it could go two ways. Because it's such an emotional win over Bradford. It can almost take away from your next performance because it's so emotionally draining. Do you think it helps or hinders? I think it helps. I think they needed some belief. They abs- their confidence was rock bottom. Um, that was the issue with them. That was why they were playing hoofball, really. Yeah. Um, they needed that. They, need, they needed some momentum. They needed something positive. They needed to remember how good they can be. Um, so it was exhausting, but I think everyone's clear it was one game. I mean, we are getting very excited about that game just because it was so You memorable. need to get excited about something like that, um, though, don't you? Yeah. You, need, you need that shot in the arm sometimes. Um, but I do think they know that it is one game. Look, we've got the table there. Like Things are far from rosy, are they? Walsall still have got a very realistic chance of being relegated this season. So, yeah, um, yeah I think that I think it'll be fine. Match prediction? 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. 
Yeah. I'm going to be an optimist and say Wolves will get two wins on the bounce. Really? That would be amazing. I think it would be huge. Yeah, it would be huge. Would be huge. Would be huge. Would be massive. Were you going 2 1? 2 1. Yeah. 2 1. And the winner, because it'll be 1 all at half time, the winner's going to come from John Guthrie. John Guthrie? Off a corner. I love John Guthrie, but he doesn't score enough goals. He needs to score more goals. He's due one. He is due one. He is due one. He's due a big one. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Right. That just about wraps us up, Joe. I've got one thing to add. Um, don't forget, Craig Hollyhead is running the London Marathon for children with cancer. He got in touch. He asked us to help him raise this money. Uh, do you know how much he's raised so far, Joe? Oh, no, I don't. He's raised £3,910 oh, so far. Oh, fair play. Of a target of six grand, he's, he's well over halfway. Oh, what an effort. I know, brilliant effort. Superb stuff from Craig. Um, anyone listening, if you can spare a couple quid, fiver, if you've... If you're money bags and you can spare 50, then I'm sure he'd love 50? that. 50, wow, yeah. Some people might have the cash. Not even Judah. Maybe. If, yeah. Ju- if Judah listens in, he might have the cash. But anyway, any money you can say, I'm sure he'll be very appreciative of it. It all goes to charity. Children in Cancer, as I just said. 6K. Let's help him get to 6K, Joe. Um, when I get paid on the 8th, yeah. I will I will, I will, will donate. Will you? Yeah. I didn't okay. donate last time because I wasn't. I hadn't been paid, um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chip in. Okay. Are you going to chip in? I better add now, and no. Yep, I'll chip in as well. All right, okay. I've got some charitable donations to make next month, actually, when I get paid. Oh, really? Yeah, someone else will want to do it for as well. But yeah, yeah, we'll oh, do that fair, next fair month. Fair play to you. So how much are we, how much are we chipping in each? We'll match each other. We'll do, what should we do? Tenner each? Tenner or fiver. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm buying a house this month, Joe. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. congratulations. I didn't know yeah, that. cheers, mate. I'm, I'm literally like, it's the last two weeks now, so we're like, we're nailing down a completion date. Okay. Uh, so I'm not made of money at the moment, so okay. I'm thinking of fiver. Okay. Fiver each, that's a tenner from the, 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 uh, the pockets of myself and Joe. It doesn't come from the Express and Star. No. We, no, definitely. No, yeah, we'll do that. That's fine. We'll do that. So, so with with our with our donation, it makes it three thousand nine hundred twenty pounds for Craig. On his way. Fair play to you, Craig. Keep up the good work. Uh, but from myself and Joe, I mean, there's not much else to say other than good luck to the Saddlers at Burton, is there? No. Good luck, good luck. Massive game. Every game's massive now. <laughs> Absolutely massive. So it's, I feel like we're at the stage of the season where I need two screens. Do you know what I mean? So you can watch the league table results at yeah. house and watch what's going on in front of it. But yeah. Good luck, Keats, and to the players. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for three points. Let's go Super Sapphires.